Hi, and welcome to the HSP World Podcast. With each episode, we invite a guest with the HSP trait to have a conversation about a burning HSP-related question that they have. We're not coaches or therapists. We are HSPs holding space with you. And I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. Your other hosts are... Robin. And Rain. All right, everybody, welcome back. With us today, we have another guest, Pavru. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, everybody. I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for joining us. I'm wondering if you could get us started by saying a little bit how you discovered the uh, HSP trait for yourself. Um, Yeah, so I found out about HSP trait um, two years ago. And uh, I had always been told that I was very emotional, very sensitive. I used to overthink a lot. And I have always been into self-development. So I was, um, I wanted to project a wholesome image, I guess. And I wanted to change uh, those traits about myself. I didn't want to be very emotional or sensitive. And so I remember one day I was Googling how I could change myself. And I found um, HSP test by uh, Dr. Aaron. I took the test and I wasn't feeling very festive, to be honest, uh, until I started a research journey on the subject. And then I ended up buying uh, the book by uh, Dr. Aaron and it made so much sense. Yeah, so um, I've been learning uh, about it since then. Wow, thank you. That's, that's really interesting. Uh that it was part of your self-development journey. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. And I think you have a question for us today, right? All right. So, um, like, um, everyone has their own journey and lessons to learn and everything. Mm. Um, but always uh, having a guidance system can be a good thing. And, like, nobody likes uh, criticism. And known HSPs, can talk about it. So like if known HSPs are uh, criticized, they can easily talk about it and they might not have intense emotions about it. But for HSPs, their nervous system is highly developed. Uh, So when it comes to HSPs who um, may have uh, non-HSP family members or friends, they might feel ashamed uh, sharing those feelings uh, due to... um, you know, this fear of being criticized again on the trait. So I thought we could discuss ways to uh, help other HSPs or um, like share our experience or tips that can be um, helpful to others to handle uh, criticism in a better way. Okay, good question. Very big one. That's a great question. Thank you. So Peru, I'm just trying to get clear. Um, So basically it's how does an HSP handle criticism when they are sharing their sensitivity with others who may not be open to their sensitivity? Is that, is that, I'm trying to paraphrase to understand what, what the question is. 
Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think, guys? <laughs> you know, this this hits home, right? It's it's something that we all deal with, that we all have de dealt with. I know for myself growing up when I was uh, a kid, when I was six and seven and eight years old, I distinctly remember making a decision not to share. <laughs> I mean, the, the conclusion that I came to at that time when I was that young was that it was better not to share and just to keep my sensitivity to myself because I was always being told, you know, don't feel that, don't be that way, whatever it is. So criticism is, is really hard. I think that with the benefit of time and growing up and, and becoming an adult and being an adult for a while, um, I'm trying to formulate some thoughts here about it. <laughs> um, you know, w one way that I can, can put it is that, you know, the first thing that I needed to do was to just um, develop a really uh, healthy sense of self, a, a sense of saying to myself, I am sensitive, this is who I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. Mm. Thomas, did you, was you, you had a little bit more to add on to that or? Yeah, I, I suppose what I could say more about that, it, it took a long time. It took years and years and years for me to, to be able to get out of my shell and be able to speak my feelings because what had happened to, to me specifically is, is that I had shut off my feelings so completely as a child, as a kid, that I was not able to access them, you know, by the time I got into college and so forth. So I was very fortunate in finding a partner uh, who was willing to work with me. But there were many of times where, you know, she basically said, why can't you just tell me what's going on? You know, why can't you just say what's up? Um, and she, she was doing that from a, from a very loving space. And so, so it took a lot of practice, I guess is what I'm trying to say here, is it took a lot of practice to, to undo the way that I had shut my feelings down inside. So... You know, fast forward to now, I'm happy to say that it, it's much easier for me to express my feelings. And, um, and a part of that is just knowing that, you know, this is who I am. I've always been sensitive and I'm okay with it now. So there was, there's a lot of, there was also a lot of work that went into just, just being okay with who I am. And I'm fortunate in, in the sense that I have people around me that let me be who I am rather than insisting that I be something else. Right. I'm not that. Well, at the, the term might be, you know, the knight in shining armor riding on the horse. And I may or may not be a knight, but, um, you know, I will fall down on my sword quite a bit mm. <laughs> because I'm sensitive and it's okay. You know, I just pick myself up and, continue so um 
what I find interesting is that I, I think we can actually even generalize the struggle with criticism beyond, um, like, yes, of course, if we're facing criticism from people who are, um, well, maybe they're sensitive, maybe they're not, but people who are criticizing us for being highly sensitive, that's one thing. And I think we, we did mention that a little bit when we spoke about feeling misunderstood or feeling different in some other podcasts that, we, uh, that we've done. But I think it even goes beyond that. I'll put it out to, um, to all of you, actually, but I, I have a feeling that any kind of criticism, even if it's not about our sensitivity, if it's criticism about anything that we care about, our work, our, I don't know, something that we've said, any kind of action that we've done, I know that I am quite sensitive to criticism and I've actually always been. Would you relate to that, you guys? Yeah, I totally, I totally relate to that. I, I, I can remember being, oh gosh, oh, maybe about three or four years old and there was a Christmas tree up mm-hmm. and the dog was going under the tree and, um, um, you know, the Christmas balls were falling off. So my dad you know, went to the dog and was like, you know, no, don't do that bad, you know, kind of thing. And um, it was funny because my dad brushed by it and he knocks balls off. And I went up to him and said, no, don't do that. And just the look he gave me, I, he didn't, I mean, there was, you know, didn't have to be a spanking, not anything, just the look was enough to, you know, it just, it upset me and I cried and I, I knew I had done something, you know, he didn't like, you know, mm. or that type of thing. So I think it's just part of, um, you know, part of who we are, um, you know, it's, it's part of who we are. But I will say though, I've noticed for myself that I've gotten quite a bit better in terms of really looking at the source you know, like who's criticizing me and, and, you know, about what and in what type of vein, you know, if it's somebody I don't know and I can tell their intention is not, you know, it's, it's, you know, kind of irrelevant. um, It doesn't, I don't care about the criticism. Whereas I know, you know, when I was young, any criticism I took to heart, you know, um, I did. I took it quite a bit to heart, but I don't know if, uh, you know, with age or whatever it is, I got a thicker skin and <laughs> just, you know, because I recognize also too, you know, um, I know it, I know a lot of HSPs, um, you know, they're very hard on themselves. You know, they are very conscientious and try their best and, you know, all this type of thing. So, you know, criticism can, um, you know, whereas somebody who, you know, maybe kind of goes through life and doesn't really care, um, criticism, maybe, you know, that maybe pops up as, a, oh, maybe I should listen to that. <laughs> whereas for an HSP, a criticism kind of is a full on attack. You know? so, yep. Yeah, that's, know? that's, I think that's really well said. I think something that helped me in dealing with criticism in general was understanding that sensitivity to criticism is part of the way that my trait is being expressed, right? Mm-hmm. And I think 
it's not what we tend to think it is. We tend to think, oh, it's someone who wants to be perfect. It's someone who wants to please everybody. It's someone who, uh, you know, maybe is arrogant and can't deal with or insecure, right? Like, ironically, I mean, of course, all of those are possible, right? There are moments of insecurity or arrogance or perfectionism that can lead us to be uh, sensitive to criticism. But there's actually positive aspects of the trait that make us more sensitive to it as well. And I think what you're talking about, Rain, I think that's exactly it. So a lot of highly sensitive people show above average conscientiousness, attentiveness, trying to make connections between things that have happened before and things that are happening now, trying to follow guidelines, you know, to be not people pleasing in the sense of just doing what everyone wants, but trying to, um, sometimes it's just out of empathy, knowing like, okay, I, I feel for this person who's trying to get something done and they're asking, they're putting all these guidelines. So I'm going to try to follow the guidelines to make this person's life easier because I genuinely feel for that person. Right. Hmm. So I think there are a lot of positive reasons why we might already be self-criticizing. And I think what was always difficult for me is if the criticism is delivered as though I weren't already critical of myself. That's what I find extra hard. I've I've noticed, I've seen it in action. If someone gives me feedback, we don't even want to call it, we don't even have to call it criticism. If someone gives me feedback in a way that acknowledges that I've probably already thought about what I've done. Okay, so if someone says, oh, I, you know, I don't know, let's say it's on, on something I've done at work and someone says, okay, I see that you've attempted to do this. I'm sure you've thought about that. What do you think about this? Anything that really engages me as a self-editor or a self-critic, I tend to respond very well to that criticism. It still occasionally elicits a panic in me where I, I try to, you know, defensively say, oh, yes, I did think about this. No, 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 no. But if the more that there is a kind of respectful appreciation of my own self-criticism, the more open I am to receiving feedback, even negative feedback, mm. right? Because then it makes it, because then it makes it okay. <laughs> it makes it okay. And they're not saying, oh, well, you know, you you, you did this a way that I didn't like and you didn't think about it. It's acknowledging that perhaps you have considered it already. Yeah, well said, Robin. There's, there's a couple of things that I've also learned and incorporated. And one is the distinction between shame and guilt. Mm. So sh- shame is like, I'm, I'm a bad person. Guilt is I did a bad thing. Mm. And so... I try more and more to frame when I am thinking about, you know, things that I've, that I'm criticized about or whatever. I, I try to make sure that I separate the, you know, the guilt from the shame. So I don't, I try to make sure that I'm, that I don't say that I'm a bad person. I might say, Oh, okay. I did a bad thing. All right. This is how I'm going to fix it. And so that helps quite a bit in, releasing some of that negative energy that you get from, from criticism. Um, the other thing is that I'm also far more choosy, I guess is a good way to put it. So I'm far more choosy in what criticism I accept. Yes. So if I am working on an art piece, I'm far less likely to accept criticism from any casual observer than I am from another artist. 
because I'm actually more interested in hearing from other artists so that I can learn, right? Whereas if it's just somebody who, who is not an artist and who just says, oh, well, that's whatever, right? Then it's like, well, okay, that's fine, but you're not in the same space that I am. You're not in the, you know, what I say, they're not in the, in the same arena, right? They're just sitting up there in the seats, but they're not down here doing the work. So that's another aspect of how I've changed if I even accept the criticism. Because if, if the criticism, if it's just something that comes from, you know, social media and I don't know the person and I don't know if they're, you know, even doing the work, then it's like, okay, fine. I can ignore it a little bit more effectively. And I think even, um, Rain, you may have mentioned timing. I think timing is important too, right? I know there's some moments when I'm actually, there are moments when I'm not ready to receive feedback on something and that's okay. I, I think you have to, you have to tell yourself that, right? You have to tell yourself, Ooh, this is not going to be a moment when I, I'm not going to be open right now. And I think if you acknowledge that, if you, you know, you can even stop people if they start, you know, giving you feedback and you could say, Hey, you know, thank you so much, but I just, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed right now. And can we, can we have this conversation another time? Or can I just save your comments and I'll, I'll come back to them when I've got a, you know, a, a fresher mind. And I think that's, it's better to do that than to try to take on something you're not really ready to, to deal with. Cause I, I, I know whenever from experience, whenever I've tried to take on criticism that I wasn't ready for, uh, you know, you just get defensive, you get resentful, or you just start crying, or I don't, or whatever. You just something, you know, you you can't deal with the task at hand. And I mean, it's just the fact that we all have to deal with feedback and criticism some of the time, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I think being being honest with yourself about how ready you are to receive something or not, and and you can also modify if you if you're in a position where you need to receive feedback, or you can you're asking for feedback again going back to engaging your inner your inner critic and respecting your inner critic and putting yourself back in the dialogue i've found that you know so for example one thing i'll do in a teaching context if i'm if i'm a student because this would often bug me if i was a student and if a teacher made a criticism or a correction that really didn't take into account what i was already trying to do you know teachers aren't perfect they can't always <laughs> see exactly where you're at moment to moment. But what I try to do now to diffuse my own stress in response is to, uh, if I can, either in the moment or after the class, engage them in a conversation and say, okay, listen, this is what I was trying to do. Or you gave me this correction and this is what it looked like to me. But that doesn't really make sense from my perspective. Can we talk about it? You know, yeah. and then kind of doing that, it brings, it brings back, it brings me back into a position of, not necessarily power, but it brings me back into a position where I don't feel, where I don't feel powerless, you know, whereas I, I sometimes feel powerless if I just received the criticism wholesale. Yeah. Pearl, I'm, I'm curious, what, what are you, uh, how are you feeling? What are you thinking right now? Well, I could actually um, click with a lot, uh, a lot of uh, points that have been mentioned so far because I'm also an introvert and I 
remember growing up, I really had like I was very shy and I couldn't make uh, friends very easily. So like I had this um, tendency to kind of uh, shut down my feelings when I feel embarrassed or when I feel uh, when I felt left out in certain situations. And I, I do believe that as you grow up and as you learn more about these things, it becomes, it, it is very easy to handle it now um, because I don't subscribe to those uh, thoughts, you know, because I, I, I can actually relate now. I was, I have always been very self-critical as well. So I remember at work, somebody, you know, pointed out something about my personality that even, and I, even I didn't like that aspect of my personality. Mm. So obviously, I mean, I was already criticizing myself. Um, and then somebody is pointing it out uh, to you. So, yeah. And I think it is very important to, I mean, it can be hard to discount those feelings, but uh like it is our just journey and um, yeah, self-awareness is very uh, important, I think. Yeah, it's almost to me, it feels like, um, you know, an HSP um, who grows up in a supportive environment, um, yeah. you know, which, which is not the majority of us. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. I mean, our parents didn't know or whatever the reason is. Um, so I think it's, you know, I, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that, you know, we should be giving ourselves as many pats on the back and being as compassionate with ourselves as possible and, um, you know, holding ourselves up because, um, you know, we're we're more inclined to be harder on ourselves. So it's almost like we need to double down on the, you know, going easy on ourselves, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, and yeah. Absolutely. I, also, uh, I also think being more open about these things because, uh, because of my, I guess, introverted nature, I never really felt like sharing those kind of feelings or, uh, thoughts with somebody and when I found out uh, when I found about this HSP trait and I finally got to read the book mm -hmm. I shared the points and uh, the findings in the book with my parents and with my partner as well mm -hmm. and they were very open to it like they actually like I was I was surprised mm -hmm. because I used to think that even they will start criticizing that okay like what is it that you're talking about and all of that, but they were very supportive uh, mm. of me. Yeah. So I think it is also very important to uh, be open about these things. That's a, that's a beautiful example of, of how vulnerability leads to connection. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the, the critical issues here is, is that we fear criticism so much that we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable or we think that vulnerability itself is a form of weakness, but it's actually not. Being vulnerable, being open to, to other people and explaining to other people what it is that we're actually feeling is, is a beautiful thing and can really serve to foster you know, better connections with other people. So that's a wonderful example. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I think that's another way that I could explain what I, what I try to do when I try to engage uh, a critic in, in dialogue, you know, like a non-defensive dialogue. Right. And you kind of lead with, you lead with a certain vulnerability and, and self-compassion in the sense that you, you know, you tell yourself, you go in with the mindset, okay, I'm struggling. Uh, I don't feel great about getting this criticism and, and I'm having doubts, right? But then you tell yourself, that's okay. I'm allowed to have doubts. Having doubts doesn't mean that, you know, if it's my work, that my work is useless or that I've done a terrible thing or that I'm an awful person, right? Like, so as you were saying, making the difference between potentially I've done a bad thing, potentially, mm. uh, and, and not meaning I'm a bad person or I'm incompetent or something like that. So getting very specific, reassuring yourself, saying, all right, even, even if I did make a mistake, it's still okay. Let me go find out about this. And then being honest, you know, trying to explain what it is that what your perspective was, what your experience was there, and then connecting um, and saying like, look, uh, you know, I, it's not that I disagree with your criticism. It's just that this is what it looks like to me. This is what I was trying to accomplish, or this is what I was struggling with in the moment. Mm. You know, sometimes people won't get it. Sometimes they'll be a bit, they'll, even if you're being as patient and calm and open as possible, they may think that you're being defensive, but you can hold your ground. You can keep going with it. And I, I find that if I, if I keep calm and if I keep saying like, no, no, it, it's fine. I just wanted to talk to you about it. Usually by the end of that discussion, they're like, okay, it's fine. You know, they're, they're willing to, and sometimes they in, uh, they in turn will say, yeah, I struggle with this as well, you know, or yeah, I've had doubts about my art or whatever as well. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to come to approach it, Rob. And I think that's a really good, I, me, um, I, I tend to look more at the, you know, the source first. That's my number one um, sort of thing. And, you know, try to get an understanding of what, um, you know, what the purpose is behind the criticism. You know, are we trying to solve a problem together? Are we trying to, you know, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah. Um, because to me, that that's going to determine how much time... I give it, you know, um, how much time I give the person or the, the criticism type of thing. So that's kind of sort of how I go about it. But yeah, I don't know if it's a, right yeah. or wrong, but <laughs> no, I think you have a, I think you have a good point there. I mean, I guess like what I was describing is further along the process. If I've already determined this is a person worth engaging in, in, in uh, conversation. Right. But like, especially in the, the age of the internet, you'll see people making, random comments that have nothing to do with anything and you have to really pause for a moment and ask yourself is this a criticism that I really need to be concerned about yeah and I think um I think why I'm feeling that that's you know an important point is that um you know HSPs are critical of themselves anyways and so that's an energy that you know, until they kind of mature out of that, that's, they're carrying that with them and, and people pick up on that, you know, so that's, and, and, you know, somebody who maybe doesn't have great intentions, they might kind of pick up on that and, you know, think that, you know, it, it'd be okay to criticize, uh, you know, an HSP type thing. So 
that's that's sort of where I'm coming from with that is is in terms of you know the source is sort of the most important thing to kind of ascertain you know is is that source and their criticism uh, you know worthy of my time and any effort I would, I'd put into this you know <laughs> um, kind of how I'm feeling about it but yeah you know parole this was such a great question because yeah. I I know for myself and and probably everyone who's here and, and anyone who's listening that uh, dealing with criticism is is one of the hardest things. So I want to thank you for the question and for bringing it up today. I, I'm curious to know how you feel about the conversation. Were there some points that resonated with you? Um, well, uh, honestly, I think uh, self-compassion is the key and self-awareness as well. And uh, overall, I think um, like... Life is, a, life is way too valuable to waste it with thoughts constantly bringing negativity in life, mm-hmm. which definitely comes with, you know, being self-critical, having those kind of thoughts. Right. So they are not needed, obviously. So uh, yeah, nobody should carry that negativity around. Mm-hmm. And uh, my key takeaway would be uh, self-compassion because, uh, yeah, I actually think that uh, yeah i've been very uh, self critical and i've seen other hsps as well who are very self critical and uh, they take things very personally but uh, yeah i think having a uh, self awareness and uh, self compassion can really uh, be helpful yeah yeah i so agree with that well hmm. thank you so much for joining us today Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Perul. I really, um, thank you for having the courage to ask this question and bring this up. I really enjoyed chatting about it and I know it's going to be helpful for other HSPs too. And I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate that what stood out for you was having self-compassion. I think that's a key, key point. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks to everybody and to our listeners. So please join us for our next episode where we'll be having another interesting HSP conversation. And to any highly sensitives out there who have a burning HSP related question, whether big or small, we invite you to ask it on the HSP World Podcast. Just email info at hsp.world.